When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is September 3rd, 2023, and welcome to Gigantic Pop. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Matt Morgan for our first episode. We're back, guys. It's been a while. The people have asked for this. The people wanted this. And now you're getting it. So good to see you all. So good. Uh, Matt, good to see you, buddy. It's been a while. Is it so good to see everybody, though? It's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> it's so good. Folks, can I get props? The first tweet you all should be tweeting if you're watching this live is, holy bleep, Morgan's not in his vehicle. He's not in his truck right now. Just for that. This is like the first time we've got your mic working. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Ever in years. Maybe even a decade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you guys. Seriously, I'm just happy. We've been talking about this forever. So people know, Raj, you and I started talking about this when Wrestling Inc., when you, when you sold the company, uh, we were like, I'm unshackled now going forward. What are we going to do next? What's going to happen? And we were like, well, we got to get, we got to do something with Matt again, right? Like it's been a while. We've been busy. Um, it's really weird too, because it's been like two and a half years, but it feels like it's been 10, which. Yeah. I mean, it has felt like that. Kind of the world we've lived in where time <laughs> multiplies yeah, onto and, itself. Yeah. And always, you know, Matt's super busy. Uh, you and I, Glenn, I'm not as super busy right now, but uh, I know, I know you are, you both are. So it was finding a time where I, we could get everyone together and, and also just talk, you know, I, I know when we did the wrestling Inc. podcast together, people would love when we talk about other stuff. Um, when we'd veer off topic, when we talk about Cobra Kai or the Karate Kid. People would love like, that. Raj yeah. now is like, people would love that. Meanwhile, for six years, all I heard from Raj was, you got to keep it on topic, buddy. This is a wrestling show. <laughs> but people would yeah. love that. Yeah. That, that I would argue, was our favorite part of uh, the three of us, you know, in our chemistry and friendship and things like that and the things that we would talk about because our similarities, even though we have our differences, we have so many similarities, especially – with our TV viewing habits, especially as our in our childhoods, yeah, and, and things like that. So they always were asking us questions on this. But folks that are watching right now that used to watch us on that other podcast, if you could see the text messages that that Raj would send to move the conversation along into back to wrestling, something <laughs> off topic, because that's what we thought you were there, obviously to watch. But now looking back at it, that was one of your favorite parts was getting to know us personally, especially during COVID. How many tweets I still get to this day from so many of you guys that were very grateful that 
we quote unquote got you through the pe- pandemic. Hell, you guys got us through the pandemic, right? You yeah, know, vice versa. <laughs> And I have to say, like, Matt, I know, you know, even when we were doing our stuff on uh, the short-lived stereo platform, like, for me, I fell in love with podcasting before podcasts were even a thing. What I did was I used to listen to old radio recordings of Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Uh And during a very difficult time in my life, like, that was what kept me sane, was hearing them, the banter, everything going back and forth. And I think that... Really, Matt, like towards the end of our Wrestling Inc. run, you know, during like peak COVID times, when we were hearing that from people, just I want everyone to know, like, that means the world to me. Just to, like, I understand that impact when people tell us that listening to us is sort of like what centers them, balances them, gives them sanity in this world. Like, for me, that's the ultimate paying it forward because I know that power of, of connection, especially through audio. Amazing. It, I- couldn't say that better myself and what a great personal story you shared along with that i remember love lines as well yeah yeah so um i mean i think it's good so okay so what is gigantic pop and believe me we're gonna get to your questions we're gonna talk about some of the news of the day we're gonna already got so many comments thanks i know and we're gonna schedule a good five minutes where matt and i just bust raj's balls about this retirement lifestyle he's living (laughs) um now and the money he's spending and his weird flexes but um (laughs) what is gigantic pop okay so here's the deal guys we're doing a weekly podcast now the name you might think gigantic pop like is this about wrestling and okay this is not a wrestling podcast but we are going to touch on things when they make sense what gigantic pop is really about is those gigantic pop culture moments in our lives and we're going to look at that you know one or two per episode and we're going to talk about where we were at in our lives then you know, we'll talk about what was going on in wrestling at the time. We'll talk about where our lives are at now, the thoughts we had when we saw something as a kid, the thoughts we have looking back as now in adults. And I want to tease that next week is going to be our first proper episode and what could be better. But for the first episode of Gigantic Pop, we're going to talk about the movie The Goonies, which Raj is going to actually like pay attention to and watch. I'm going to rewatch it. He's going to rewatch it. And next week, we're going to be able to talk about what our lives were like back when that came out, 84, 85, what we were doing as kids, how childhood has changed. Um, and I think we're just going to use this. It's not going to be like a strict rewatch podcast where we're going to go and be like, you know, the director in this scene was influenced. No, it's not going to be that. <laughs> we're going to touch on it, but it's really a jumping off point for us to have these conversations that go in a million different directions mm-hmm. and just see mm-hmm. where it takes us centering around these gigantic pop culture moments. So uh, we hope you you know, are along for the ride with this. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be entertaining. And what we want to do is use this to be a regular weekly presence back in your lives again and have these conversations. Absolutely. And, and we'd love to hear from you guys too, to let us know what topics you want us to cover. Uh, the Goonies was a, a long running joke. Uh, and I, if it weren't for you, you guys, I still wouldn't have seen it by now. So, so crazy. I got you guys to thank for wasting two hours of my life. But <laughs> <laughs> you have to have watched it back then. Like, <laughs> no, it, it was, it was before, come on, it was a huge ordeal back then. Yeah, it, yeah I remember it. And we've got a lot to talk about with that. And uh, of course, Cindy Lauper. Had a lot of cool video. trivia and stuff. That yeah, I, the wrestling that connection. Movie. Like, yeah, there's a lot to uh, talk about there. But no, I think uh, Raj, just any questions or anything you want to you want to start the conversation with? with? Today's just supposed to be a loose loose reunion here. Yeah, why don't we start with uh, some punk '82? Right, first question. Even before we started, <laughs> first question for Raj: When will Vince Russo and yourself have dinner again? He always puts you over. I actually just talked to Vince yesterday. Um, 
uh, yeah, we get we get along great. I, I like everybody. I met with Eric Bischoff, who they hate each other. I met him last week. Um, yeah, I like everyone. So any any time. The only problem is he, he lives so answer. far. <laughs> Wait, time out. What, what's his dinners? <laughs> what's what, what's, you got? We guys go out to dinner together. How often? Yeah, me, his wife and I, uh, him and his wife, and then my myself and my wife. We went out. It was like five years ago. Oh, one oh okay. Does he wear yeah, a shirt yeah. for these dinners, or are we getting like classic Vince? Or is he like, wearing his sweet muscle he, shirts with no muscles? He wore that sweet muscle shirt he wore on the podcast that one time. <laughs> Vince, if you're watching, you know I'm not lying. Come on. <laughs> Do you remember the time we did, we had him on when I was doing the wrestling podcast with you, Raj? You had, I think he was part of your crew. Yeah. And I was new at the time, maybe. But <laughs> I was wearing, I don't know what I was wearing. I was wearing a weightlifting shirt. I just got back from the gym and me being meathead Matt, I just jumped on right away and didn't get prepared. And Vince like took his shirt off for like the remainder of the podcast to, for whatever reason. He wanted uh, to assert his dominance, you know, over you. Yeah, yeah like, you I came back too, bro. I remember not knowing how to respond to that. <laughs> it was uncomfortable. You don't want to yes. you don't want to make fun of him. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, we had nice some shirt, good guests. We had some good um I was thinking about Ryback, Ryback the other on. day. Ryback like fucking blocked me on Twitter. Dude, he's got he's he hates me now for whatever reason. Wait, what'd no you guys do? I don't have time out. No what'd you guys do? I had what'd I you do? do? What did you retweet? No, this isn't like William Shatner. Like Ryback legitimately, like, like I have no clue. It's like him, HBK, and JBL, all of me yeah. blocked. Because I think people tweet mean shit at them and tag us sometimes, you know, where they're like, Raj Geary knows what I'm talking about, and then like everyone gets blocked in the thread. <laughs> right. I see every one of your tweets, but I've never seen you guys no. any of those ever Never. So Ryback. Ryback I've never told this story publicly, but Ryback one day, he called and just went off. He's like, uh, there was some line in some article on Wrestling Inc. And I'm like, trying to stop him. I'm like, hey, man, I don't run that site. I don't own the site anymore. I was like, <laughs> trying to stop him. And, I, and when I finally told him, he's like, yeah, well, F you. Anyway, and I was like, geez, man, I used to run your podcast. So you're going to keep so you're going to keep getting the heat then for like the first year or two until how long has it been since you sold it? uh a year a little yeah a year and a couple months and yeah i still hear from wrestlers uh who are pissed an article and i have to be like look i don't i have nothing to do with it anymore dude you're in a face of you know that site for so decade out yeah. 15 years yeah. 20 20 25 oh wow <laughs> yeah. well it's gonna take at least brother then it's gonna take at least five years for that to calm down i know yeah huh. but it's you know people Still contact me about good stuff too. Like, hey, we got free tickets for something. It's like, all right. Oh yeah, well, that I'll mean, take. <laughs> sure, right. I'm gonna run into Ryback like a vegan restaurant here in Vegas or something. Like, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be icy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ryback, if you're watching, these two dudes are your friends, not your enemy. I promise. They don't say anything <laughs> negative about you, brother. We love you, Ryback. Yeah. No, no issues with the back. Uh, no, I think. Uh, oh man, that's the other thing that's changed. So I guess. I was getting ready to move to Vegas when we all stopped doing this before. So I've been here now two years uh, in a month, which oh, wow. is really weird. And Matt, it's been raining here. Vegas feels like Florida this week. Nonstop. I don't yeah. know if rain nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> hot and it's just, it's very strange, but um, yeah, it's been weird going out. Like I haven't done any wrestling events here yet, but you get like local seats to things. So, um, you know, I've definitely been gambling and believe me, I have some stories about that. Uh, thankfully I haven't lost very much money, but 
you know like we went and saw carrot top like we're just doing the most random we went and saw rich little like we're doing the most weird random vegas shit we can like i just decided once we moved here i was like sure everybody wants to go to the bellagio and the cosmo but i want to go to jerry's nugget i want like the old mm -hmm. school like dirty vegas experience and uh, it's yeah. still alive and well i i've been to vegas probably like 40 times yeah. and i still have never been to frontier street you oh, know fremont like, street fremont street yeah hmm. um like to this day, and there's one of these times I want to go and just do that. The <laughs> old school Street. Vegas. Well, it's not quite though, because so there's the Fremont Street experience, which is like the big dome. And that's yeah. just like, that's Vegas Mardi Gras. That's like people like drinking on the street, half naked. Like it smells like worse than the inside of a casino outside the casino. But yeah. if you go down to one end, there's like the El Cortez and there's, you know, like $10 single deck blackjack. Like that's mm. the last remnant of the old school Vegas downtown. But I gotta say, I love living here, man. It's uh, it's been good. nice. No state tax is good. Uh, there's always That's something good. to do, and um, yeah, the people like are really chill. You know, especially the further away you get from the strip, and we live away from the strip. But it's kind of nice. I've never lived in a major city before. Like, it's kind of nice that oh, 20 minutes to the airport. That alone is like a, a huge game changing experience. That's what. That's originally why I moved to Florida. Yeah, was was not just I mean, I moved to Florida before I started with impact technically. So, yeah, be, to get that direct flight out. So having an international airport, you know, at your step is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And I, I was looking in Florida earlier this year. I was looking for a place for like the winter because this last winter was brutal in Colorado. It was just like it was oh, the worst. Time out. Slow down. We're not going to get past that. Rewind. So <laughs> your your winter home. <laughs> your winter home. So I just want to get this straight for any wrestling fan watching this for I don't know 12 13 years taking bumps for a living throwing my back as fast as I could at the ground for a living 22 concussions later I don't have a winter home somewhere you have a winter home you have a winter and summer home covered it has multiple I bet you he's at five you have a five rods you probably also have one in Hawaii somewhere you have one in Hawaii you probably have one in California somewhere. Tell your ride, you know, because New York. <laughs> yeah, we, we did used to have one in the mountains, but uh, <laughs> we, we got rid of it. <laughs> so I was in Denver last week, saw Raj a bit. You had drinks with Bischoff. I then had dinner with Bischoff unrelated. Yeah, just right after because Bischoff was telling me, he's like, yeah, I wish we, you know, we could stay longer. I got this dinner and I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. And uh, it turned out to be with you. <laughs> Yeah, so. I had dinner with uh, Bischoff and Conrad, and then someone that I was introduced to is Jasmine, but I didn't know that was Jasmine from ECW, also Jasmine St. Clair, adult I, film actress. Wait, Tom, she came with them to that dinner? Or she was she just she just showed up there. I, I didn't get the full story, but she was at the dinner. Fascinating. Yeah, it was just like, and I didn't realize till later, um, I was talking with someone, I was like, oh yeah, Jasmine, and I was like, oh, you know who that was? Or I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but I... Man, this was so weird because I had maybe like three things to talk about with Eric Bischoff. I was actually exceptionally boring. I talked to Conrad, most of anyone. But to Bischoff, I was like, so you still doing any production work with Jason Hervey? Like, it was just <laughs> right. the weirdest business shit. And I was like, how's Montana? He's like, Wyoming. I'm like, I'm, yes, I get them confused. Wyoming. Um, but... <laughs> It was so good talking with you. Messed that up, actually. It's yeah, I mean, nice yeah. guy, but like we both, there was like a mutual like respect but disinterest. So it was, it was just kind of funny. But then the funny part is, so after I'm out hanging out with the work thing, and then I see Raj, who's been there hanging out since seven o'clock. <laughs> That's pretty toasty, by that because we, me and Eric, we had, 
we had quite a we had quite a few drinks so i'm i'm thinking eric might have just been half passed out when you were talking to him i saw a new level if people think friday night raj was something and i'm not going to divulge any details but raj i have never seen you like that that was amazing good enjoy your, you should be enjoying your life like where you retire and do what you're doing with your fam and, and good for you you're yeah, so American I dream. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I didn't know Conrad was out there. And so yeah. found out that night when I was talking to Eric. And so then I had to go all the way back to the hotel again the next day, which is it's an hour away from where I live. Oh, yeah. Normally. Gone. But yeah. then there was so much traffic on the way back. It took me two hours to get back. But I had a, had a great lunch the next day with Conrad and, and some of the people on his staff. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, Conrad's a good guy. Like, um, always enjoyed talking with him. Like, he's yeah. just made quite a uh, niche for himself in this business. And, uh, you know, it's it's just fascinating just to watch him talk and hear what he hears and the insight into everything. But, Matt, what I want to know, and a lot of people, I'm sure, are curious, how's, how's your son Jackson doing? How's... Uh... Oh, thank you. He's doing good. He's nine. He'll be 10 this January. Um, but um, he's doing, you know, as good as he can be doing, you know, as much services as we can get them you know you guys probably remember but he gets speech occupational therapy sensory integration therapy now we've added equine therapy which helps him a lot That's great. courses um something every single day either before we take him to his all autistic school or which is a great charter school we're very lucky he gets to go there or after and uh um so far you know i think we're trying to do everything we can but as a parent you oh this i know i do i'm very insecure about it I, I always think like we're not doing enough. <laughs> I think I'll always feel that way. No well, I, I absolutely love it. I know a lot of people do as well. When you share those milestones, just those those personal yeah. moments, um, the the triumphs. I know there's a lot of challenges, but it's just great being able to follow along through your social media and see some of the breakthroughs thanks, uh, that are happening. Thank you, and thanks to all the fans that are on here that are watching that. I always always see you make a comment and a like and things like that with my boy. Thank you. Um, not sound like a cornball. But and I've said this a million times. I don't know if I've ever said it with you guys, but like it legit, legitimately feels like Christmas Day. I'm not joking or BSing here when I get to wake up and go wake him up and get him ready for school every day because it's just, I'm dead serious. It's a reminder every morning I get to be this kid's dad. Yeah. Um, you know, and so when people are like, why'd you retire in your prime from wrestling, Matt? Well, shoot, you saw what I get to live with and I get to raise every day. You'd see why. Um, it, it really was the right decision. That's great. That's great, man. And and Raj, how's uh, your family reacting to you being around all the time yeah. now that you're? <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Working? Like, is, is your uh, wife planning to leave you yet, or what's that? Well, yes. She, started, she decided to start working full time again. <laughs> See. <laughs> so so uh, it works. You out. kind of have it like wrestlers do, Raj. I don't mean to cut you off, but it's kind of like a lot of times when wrestlers have been on the road for so many years. I had the same issue when I first got back home here was having to relearn each other all over again because for years five days a week i was away and we had like our phones to talk to each other but that was about it so well Bre yeah. brett hart he he said that that was kind of what ended his marriage was when he was with wwf he was on the road so much yeah. and then once he went to wcw he was at home a lot and that just caused them to drift apart um but yeah yeah it's been it's been great it, you know the one thing you know a lot of kids talk about fire you know uh financial independence retire early yeah all the kids are talking about that raj yeah I yeah did not know that yeah yeah it's a big <laughs> the thing <kids. laughs> the kiddos the, the one thing with that 
is when you do retire early is that no one else is retired. So you kind of have <laughs> nothing to do. So you're just kind of, yeah. In the last decade, not just the economy today, but the economy overall, like for the last yeah. God knows how many years, 20 even, I'd say. Like my mom worked her tail off. My dad too. They were never yeah. going to be able to retire. Yeah. Um, nobody, you know, very rarely gets to. So like the fact that you blew it out of the water the way you That's did awesome, and dude. put the count of yeah. crazy work you put into what you did. You're very, very blessed, but also deserving, deserving of busting your ass so much. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, But that should be your YouTube channel, Raj. Forget financial advice. You should be like a weird version of dirty jobs where you're just taking, you're like, I'm going to (laughs) do Uber Eats just to have something to do. And you're just filming you doing these jobs that you don't need, but you're just going through the experience of what it's like, you know, that's 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 a pretty good idea. It would be a banger. It would. Yeah. And well, then when your boss tries to give you shit, you just pull out your bank statement and be like, I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> That's how every episode ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this weird undercover boss sort of thing going on. You know, it's like, do you know who I am? <laughs> Speaking of which, we have gotten a couple of questions about. Oh, yeah. The one. So, again, we we're. We, you know, next week, our main topic is going to be the Goonies. Uh, try not to talk about wrestling on here, but <clears throat> obviously it's a big story day. So uh, it's, and it's pop hard culture. to avoid. Yeah. And it's, um, this news is pop culture. So, yeah. So Adrian Sebastian <laughs> saying, yes, suggested for this podcast, a certain Phil is kind of free now. Would you guys have him here? <laughs> sure, it's exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, I was talking about this. Um, Jesse Davin tweeted about this today. We were both doing uh, an event sponsorship gig at StarCast, I guess, in 2019. And we were both backstage, and uh, CM Punk was finishing up his business with Conrad. He just saw us in the corner, came over, introduced himself, nicest, most professional guy. Think about then when he came back and did the Fox Sports gig. Then he came back to AEW, and he was just Mr. Positivity, Mr. Professional. Like, it's nuts to think that in less than two years, his demons just came back with a vengeance and not being able to get along with people, you know? I do, but to the same token, it takes two to tango. And and I'm I'm just going to call it out right now. Back when I was wrestling, I would have my ass chewed out and maybe smacked in the face. I'm not saying that's how it should go today, obviously. But if I ever on national television went out there as a rookie and this the JBL, uh, Shawn Michaels, yeah. Hunter, whomever, okay, mm-hmm. not only when I got back to that locker room would I be absolutely ver- uh, verbally eviscerated for it, okay, but I'd probably potentially lose my job over it because yeah. we there's a hierarchy there oh. between veterans that you're supposed to respect no matter where they're at on the card, by the way. Yeah. You have respect for them because they're teaching you how to go out there and make money. And oftentimes you're married to them in the beginning when you first get out on the road. So having a veteran is very important. But the same token keeps happening around the same dude. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's horrible news for AEW overall um, business-wise. Like him or not, the dude draws. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just think I wish it could have worked out because what a great addition he was going to be to that company overall when he first came in. I just wish they could have made money on it. And I'll give you an example. You guys remember the story between Goldberg and uh, um, Chris Jericho when Goldberg Mm. first got to WWE. Mm. Nobody was fired over that. They got into physical fisticuffs where on the ground, rolling around all over the place, fighting. And I've seen multiple fights in the locker room when I was there. 
Yeah. But ultimately, it was always you were yanked out of there, quote unquote, by your ear, so to speak. And you'd have to go talk it out. And if you couldn't, then you'd be going in front of Vince and Vince would settle it. And that would be the end all be all. So the minute this all started from day one with CM Punk, that should have happened. Have the Bucks on one side of the table, have Punk on the other side of the table, and you guys hash that ish out until it's done. Yeah. No more harboring ill feelings when you come back. If you're CM Punk, it's dead in the water. It's done with after we leave that after we leave this room together. If it's not, you're all gone. Yeah. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels is a very famous one, right? They got into oh, that God, locker room yes. fight, and then they were working together just weeks later. You know, they were yes. uh, they were on TV. So, I mean, I think that was the thing that, and I would always tweet about it, and it's annoying on Twitter because. You tweet about something like that, and people are like, oh, you hate AEW. It's like, no, I want them no. to get past this and be able to do business and uh, and uh, make the most money that they can. But I was and saying, keep- this is going to come to a head. If you're not, if it's yeah. not nipped in the bud at the beginning, it's going to keep yeah. building and building and come to a head. And it came to a head, and now Punk's so, gone. He's a free agent. So here's my question. If, if you're producing this show, I just want to know the agent that said, yes, Jack, Jungle Jack Perry, this is a great idea. That out there, you, you know, try to prick CM Punk while you're out there. I think that's a great idea. I think nothing bad will happen here, kid. Good idea. Go do it. Like, how did Tony not see that? It, he he knew he has to pay the tab on that car that Jungle Jack Perry drove out to the ring on, right? He picked up the tab on that. So he knew that car was going to be involved. He knew that, I don't know necessarily know there was going to be a bump through the windshield. That's the agent's job. So I'm just wondering who agent in that, who okayed that spot, and how did they not know that he was not going to that he was not not going to say something like that? And I'm not saying yeah. none of that vindicates Punk for them being physical. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. But I'm just telling you how wrestling used to be handled back when I was wrestling. And to to, and to be fair, they're better off today because it's usually not handled that way. Right. There's no more panic attacks and anxiety attacks because maybe you didn't shake Bob Holly's hand the, the proper way. And for the next three weeks, you're sweating about it. Um, that's a good part of the business that no longer is there. Right. But the same token, look what happens when there isn't that respect given um, to those that paved the road before you got there, especially punk. Whether you all like him or not, I don't care. That dude paved the way for lots of undersized wrestlers that were skinny and fat and not bodybuilders. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I made this point on on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, could you imagine if Val Venus uh, during the Attitude Era went on TV and made a smart ass remark about something backstage with Steve Austin? Oh. <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, you know, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Jeff or Jarrett, Barry. Steve Austin, Jeff yeah. Jarrett, Steve Austin, bringing up the in his promo about, you know, 316 and all that other stuff. Remember what happened? What happened? Yeah, you know, relegated to mid card for the rest of the run. Never got to work with Austin. wasn't allowed to, and and his wasn't even personal. It was just uh, a he he was just trying to be cute with his uh, just trying to trying to be controversial. And yeah, that's the craziest thing though is that they can't. They could they could have been doing with all of this the most amazing work in the history of the business if they could just all get along behind the scenes because that's what wrestling used to be. Yeah, you'd have to talk offer. it out. You you would yeah. have to talk it out one way or the other. I just don't get yeah. how he didn't just maybe I'm wrong and just hasn't been talked about publicly yet. Maybe I am wrong and I hope I am. But to leave money on the table like that mm-hmm. and not get the bucks and, and whoever it was, Hangman and Adam Page and Kenny and all of them, whoever it was that originally got into the fight with Punk the first go around and Punk on the other side. 
and you hash it out and you say, guess what? We're going to blow this up and make so much money off of this. We're going to act like we're borderline firing everybody, but then we're really not. We're going to make a storyline out of this. Something. You could have made, they could have made so much money on that. Punk versus Omega, I still feel, is the biggest match that they they had. Uh, and the fact that killed. it's now gone. Uh, I would have killed to have seen that match. I yeah. really would have. It's a damn shame. Yeah, I guess he just wanted out of there. I mean, so it, it makes sense. But um, and then but Tony did he, Khan. Well, did um, he? Do, but hang on. I, I guess see those reports too. Did he? So so he just said, you know what? You know what I hope happens today? I got I got completely leaped over at the airport where I was supposed to be picked up, and nobody came and got me. That's a good look for your main star of the company. <laughs> One of yeah. them. Um, two. When I get to the arena and I'm rushing to get my gear on because now I'm halfway late because I'd come in via train. Um, I get there. I'm getting all my gear on. Talk to Joe really quick and say, Joe, we don't have much time to talk about this because I'm late, but here's what we're going to do. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go to gorilla position. And as you're in gorilla position, you see this kid <laughs> call you out on national television, clown you essentially for a cheap pop for those on the inside paying attention. And then when a kid comes to, I mean, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it engaged. I just know the end goal, PO result, to my understanding, I, I could be wrong, yeah, yeah. was Punk somehow ending up in a front face lock. Um, you know, chokehold, if you will, with uh, uh, Jack Perry somehow was the end physical result of it. I don't know what happened. I heard both sides of the story on this guy did this first, but this guy then said this. I heard both sides of it, but still, I don't think Punk went in there going, hey, you know what I think will be a great idea today? At yeah. Wembley, the biggest drawn uh, ticket, sorry, tickets sold, you know? Yeah, most tickets sold right. ever for a professional wrestling event. I don't think he went in there with saying, hey, this will be a good luck. Yeah. I, I hopefully can get Jack Perry in a front face lock today before my <laughs> match where I could potentially tear a pectoral muscle, a tricep or a bicep by doing yeah. so. Yeah. That's what I want to go do. The balls on that Perry kid, man, to, to, to do I know. that. Yeah. I would. And I'm bigger than everyone in my locker room. You know, I'm not saying I'm John, Joe tough guy, but at the same All time, right. I'd more than hold my own with a lot of those veterans. Okay. Yeah. Not that I was scared of them, but I was, it was beaten into me in my training. You respect every one of them, whether yeah. Dre Mysterio being five foot, nothing, or a JBL or Undertaker and all of them, because cyclically it was going to be the same once I one day then became a veteran. And my oh, job yeah. is to help the, the newcomers from that moment on, and they in turn would appreciate it. I mean, people dog on wrestlers' court, but you know, maybe maybe a little of that yeah. in AEW. I can't believe I'd ever say that. I thought I'd never say that, but well, yeah. come on, you know, you know, Big Show with his politicking is backstage to TK and being like. You know, Taker, I can call him Taker because we're that close. Taker used to preside over these things. And I think I now have the wisdom. Let me run your locker room, Tony <laughs> Khan. And by the way, don't bring in Matt Morgan. He's unsafe. There you go. <laughs> you know, you, who, they, they need like Haku or someone back there where it's like, you know, <laughs> just. See, uh, do these kids, like, do the younger kids even know what a badass Haku was? They probably not. They probably mock them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who's this out of shape guy? You know, versus, you know what I mean? Versus. This dude bit people's faces off. Yeah. You know, but, like there's been so many incidents with Punk, but it, the, the one thing yes. is he's also constantly been being, being poked. Like these guys are constantly poking the bear. You know, uh, after after All Out happened last year, you had them mocking his, you know, uh, the botched buckshot lariat. So they were constantly yeah. you know, taking little swipes but here and there. It so, sucks that he's that guy, though. Sorry, Matt. What were we going to say? But then when he came back, then he had a left field after one of the shows was calling out, um, right. was it Hangman Page Hangman. not selling enough action figures? Like, that doesn't have anything to do with this. Why? What are you doing? Don't do that right now. We don't need that right now. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's like that guy from the 80s movie where 
when you know that you can really get under someone's skin, it's not it's not good hearted teasing after a while because right. they won't let it be. And it would have been so easy for him to be like, yeah, whatever, you know, fingers in the air. But you could just tell <laughs> that you could just tell that it gets to him, which makes them want to poke him more because mm. he is so thin skinned. And I think to be his age and be where he's at in his career, it's like, dude, nobody's out there like seriously disrespecting you, your wife, your family, your livelihood, your reputation, your legacy. It's mm. like, these are just little people make little remarks to each other. They bust each other's balls. It's wrestling. Like, you know, we say horrible stuff about each other as it's scripted a lot of the time. So who cares if there's occasional real dig that's a little too close to home? I think there should always be money made with it. Yeah. If, if something happens, then it's a t my, my opinion, Tony Khan's job to gather them and say, Hey, what you did, you can't keep doing that. Okay. Yeah. You do it again. You're fired. You go off cuff that much. And we're not making money with what you're saying. It's not part of the angle. You're done. Um, all around, whether it's punk, whether it's hangman, whether it's any of mm -hmm. them. And then most importantly say, now let's make money off of this. Yeah. And it never happened. Why did that never happen? And, and Tony Khan <clears throat> last night, like that looked like a hostage video statement. Like he just looked out of his mind telling because people, he grew up because he was a huge punk fan. I think people like that are punk defenders don't realize that yeah. this dude was a huge <clears throat> punk mark, enormous. So it probably did kill him to do it. But then some of the reports I'm seeing, uh, monitors were falling on Tony Khan. Apparently, I don't know how the heck that happened because I wasn't there, right? So part of me hates talking about this. I don't. I know what it felt like when I was wrestling, and I'd see. The Observer and other places cover a fight that yeah. I saw with my own eyes on how it went down and it was not covered the way I saw it. Um, but still, um, I mean, if that's true. Like, like they're like fighting, like monitors are being yeah. friggin' falling over on your biggest show of the year. I get that part of it too. Yeah, it's weird. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what's next because, uh, Obviously, he's not fighting in the UFC again, but I'm sure Bellator <laughs> no. would Bellator would love to bring him in to fight like somebody, you know. Wait, like, time out. Why do you go to UFC right away? Wait, wait, why do you go there first? Why do you think there's no shot ever of WWE again for one run before he goes in the Hall of Fame or something? Well, I was I was saying I was gonna say that too. I, I it just seems like if they wanted him back, they would have brought him back a long time ago. And I think with how this whole run went and uh, <laughs> I just can't. I just don't see them wanting him back because they're doing so well without him. They don't need him. It's not like when they when they would bring back Warrior in the past. They were like desperate, uh, but now they're point. just killing it. So why put that disruption in the locker room? Unless Punk, you know, was trying to get fired and WWE mm -hmm. knows it, and then they're like, "All right, now you can come in." But I, I just don't see that being the case. It, it just sucks because if you go back in time, that was like the most excited I've been about mm -hmm. pro wrestling in such a long time. Yeah. I'm a, I love the bloodline angle. I love MJF and, and, and what they're doing now with him, um, and, and all anything with MJF for that matter. I love, and I will always, I'll never miss it. But like. I've never been that excited mm -hmm. for pro wrestling as a fan than when Punk came back and that pop of that crowd and all of it was just really, really cool. And I just, ugh, I hate to see it be, be pissed away like this. Man, but, that feels like a long time ago too. Two years, right? It's basically to, two years yeah. ago. But to your point though, I mean, I think where Punk really made his bones as a wrestling legend was with that pipe bomb promo and that angle, yes. which was mm -hmm. about blurring kayfabe and reality so for him True. to get, get sensitive about it hurt yeah about that yeah. is really just juvenile Ox and a little bit of oxymoronic it is yeah but 
I don't. That's why he. I think he handled it the way he did because that's how veterans yeah. handled it back when he was in the locker. If he did something like that, or if I did something like that, um, and, and we were new at the time, so it's just like nowadays. I guess you can't do that, right? Yeah. And there's probably a certain amount of arrogance with the people talking smack about him that probably really got under his skin more than what was actually said. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, a, uh, just because the job, like, I'm not calling him a job boy by any stretch of the imagination, Jungle Boy. All right, but when you're an undercard guy like that, I'm sorry, you don't like. Can you imagine? If I, like, I was on a super card, SmackDown Raw, where Hulk Hogan was there, Madison Square Garden. I couldn't even fathom in my like job match that I have versus like a Funaki or somebody like that just to go on business for myself and take the microphone or on my way back walking up to the entrance after I won and be like Hogan you're next or you know something <laughs> I would be fired for that Hogan or, you or, bald or, bastard or, or, or you know and I know the fans were like come on Matt that's that's extreme that's not what Jack did okay fine if I did this yeah. on my way back right we all agree that's a little innuendo um that I would be fired for that on the spot because of the disrespect being shown by an underneath guy versus yeah yeah the draw one of the draws of the company but a so if it's not w yeah. if it's not wwe where do you see punk going next like what do you think because you know what we should do on one of these episodes is <laughs> i'll be on. forced to i'll be forced to watch that movie he did that horror movie that he did uh gosh what that one that called? oh that one that one <laughs> that he, one. i think I he just... only did one and uh, I must admit, I can't talk <laughs> Ash that. Yeah, I can't talk Ash because you guys want to real life. You need to watch Death from Above, and we need to review it on here because you guys will not stop laughing. By the <laughs> like the wrestler, there was like a Kurt Angle movie, right? It was like yeah. he had a production company at the time, and Kurt's actually a really good actor when he when yeah. he did his stuff. It's just the wrestler was that not good. <laughs> you need to watch it because, including me, it's horrifically bad. Our our acting, that's funny. <laughs> yeah i would be sent uh all these dvds back in the day like they'd be like hey we'd love for you to to watch this movie with kurt or you know whoever and, and review it and i'd start it and i'm like no nah, i can't do it i can't get through <laughs> like, it yeah it's 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 too much i watched the the jetsons <laughs> wwe movie and that was well, like, what yeah there's a jetsons movie where they like go back in time and go to a wwe show and there's a scene where they disguise themselves as wrestlers and elroy is like roman reigns Elroy's got like the Roman Reigns guy. I tweeted a photo at the time, like it's, but the, like there were that little high points. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a movie. I actually <laughs> legit shoot with one. I hate to say I, it. I'm not kidding, but they sent me the Scooby Doo WWE movie, and yeah, it actually wasn't it. bad. I saw it. I swear to God, I saw it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That's what we should talk about. That, like, I mean, I know we're going to talk about movies that came out like when we were kids in the '80s and '90s, but it is right. weird when I sometimes see like a kids movie now. And uh, my wife and I will be flipping channels and I'll kind of dog something. And I'll be like, oh, Earth to Echo's on. This is like a dumb E.T. ripoff. And then by the end, I'm like misty eyed. And I'm like, that was actually like a really touching film. <laughs> Dude, these kids, these kids, even their cartoons today. Like oh Princess God, Sophia. Like, Princess yeah. Sophia is the bomb for kids like cartoons right now. And they learned less. Princess, you mean Sophia they, the first? What'd I say? Princess Sophia. That's what I meant. Sophia the first. So that's, <laughs> Jack, that's my son's Jackson's favorite cartoon, technically. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I think it's because of all like the bright colors and the high pitched yeah, voices. Yeah. He he loves. Anyways, the stories that they tell on these episodes are super super deep compared to what our cartoons oh, yeah. were about back when we were younger. Oh my god! I mean, we we see a lot of it because we watch that '80s commercial vault channel on YouTube. And whenever they're doing cartoons, they'll leave in like the GI Joe, the like knowing us half the battle 
yes. PSAs and stuff. And it's just, you think back, I mean, it was just so silly and repetitive what we grew up on with a lot of, we'll have to do some episodes about like GI Joe and transformers and that, but it's, um, yeah, I think there's a sophistication in storytelling. The weird thing about TV movies, everything now is, um, mm -hmm. the overall quality of your average show. Like you just pick something at random. The overall quality is, is pretty good to like really good. The problem is there's so much of it that you watch something and then you're on to the next. Like it's almost forgettable. Well, let me ask you this. Do any yeah. of you watch any actual current shows on channels two through channel, let's say <laughs> 10? Um, um, any of you? The Quantum Leap reboot was probably the only network TV okay. show. And that's only because it was Quantum Leap. Yeah, I was going to say, was it more just the nostalgia of watching it because I, I i tried I like watching it because i love the original quantum yeah movie, but. It, it got a lot better the pilot was a little weird but then by like episode three there's a thing about brothers and one's a boxer like that episode got me i was like this is this felt like the original show i i watched the entire season legit so i know yeah. every episode of that yeah. show because I, I caught but i was behind the time on that i caught mm -hmm. up to it like i think last year yeah yeah uh, but you know the original is one of my favorite shows ever. Um, Without I mean, Bacula, I, I just—it's just not come, quantum leap. If it makes it to like season three, I'm, he's got to come back at some point. Like it, even just to be okay. So what? Who was the? What was the guy's name that used to help him travel back there? Al. Oh, Al. Al. Yeah. Al, yeah. Sorry, Sam was back there. Yeah. Dean Stockwell. Yeah. Uh, with his amazing suits. Um, no, I mean I love the character. I love the original show, but no, the reboot of that was good. I'm trying to think, though, as far as network stuff. I mean, we tried the reboot of Night Court, but I was like, eh, this is too different. They re Time out. They rebooted. I didn't know that. Yeah, John Lee Arquette's on it. Who played Richard Maul? Who played... No, no, no. It's, it's So it's continuity. So it's Harry Stone. It's Judge Harry Stone. It's his daughter, who's now a judge. And then Dan, uh, Dan Fielding, John Lee Arquette, yeah, yeah. is back. He's still practicing law. And then... Do she self? No, but they, they, they kind of swept some of it under the rug. But yeah, he's still like old and grumpy and stuff. And he's funny. But then in the season finale, uh, Marshall Warfield, who played Roz the bailiff, like she showed yeah. up. So I don't know. Like we we kind of gave up on it, though. But not we love John Larroquette, but the new people were like, eh, this is just OK. Like, it's not as good as the original, you know? So they didn't have somebody who filled in for the role that Richard Mall. They, they, well, the they, had a, they had they had a bailiff, but they didn't have Richard Mall. They didn't have it look like Richard Mall. Like, it's 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 OK. Like, it's an OK show, but I guess it did well. But no, I'm trying to think like, I mean, Succession, when Succession on HBO ended, that's the last like current <laughs> show that we really but that's different right We're, now yeah. you're talking about like yeah, uh, cable shows. <clears throat> as far as like network shows you know cable I've, I've been saying it forever it's dying you know yeah you, you see like very few like matt you were talking about uh sophia the first but very few kids nowadays are watching a mm. tv show live right yeah they're like oh i gotta be home by seven to watch you know such and such yeah they're, they watch it streaming and most of it is not on ABC, NBC, Fox, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's an interesting time because you got both wrestling companies trying to get a new TV deal at a time when cable is plummeting, but it's mm -hmm. live sports that are pushing it. But at what point are, if TNT, if, if WBD lost AEW mm -hmm. and the NBA, what's the point of it mm -hmm. even being around, you know, like we run, Reruns of uh, Andy Griffith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that shows where our minds at. Because it's like, in fact, do you the remember? Monsters. 
Do you remember when Nick at Night started showing like friends and stuff? Because it was like Nick at Night should be showing the Donna Reed show and Car 54. Yes, I used to f- okay. So when I was a kid, I used to fall asleep every night to Nick at Night yeah. watching Ralph Cram, the Honeymooners. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you're right. When I saw friends pop up on there, I was like, God, I'm <laughs> old. What is happening? I feel like yeah. oh, I'm old. I know. God. It's like when they play Guns N' Roses on classic rock. It's just like, what? This is uh, this is current. Yeah. This is new. I was yes. just at that concert a couple of years ago. It's still current. <laughs> we we were watching the last Dirty Harry movie, The Deadpool, last night, and like Guns mm. N' Roses is in that, and like Jim Carrey is like lip syncing "Welcome to the Jungle," and I was just like, this feels like a different time, 1988. Yes, it, it, it's always when I go on my Roku. There was like some random Jim Carrey movie that I've never heard of that, that Robert Face, up. his first film. No, 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 new. It's, oh, new. It's new. Wow. And that's when you know, kind of know, like, you know, when like a big star of their career all of a sudden just plummets and they're all of a sudden not a big star anymore or not well, a big draw. And uh, yeah, that's kind of Jim Carrey. So same with that. So Adam Sandler, I'm not saying his career is plummet or anything like that, but I'm saying like I was on same thing, Roku. And mm-hmm. I was I had to scroll back and see, like, Adam Sandler has a new movie out. Like what? Oh, was one with I, his daughters? Yeah. Wait, well, how did I miss that? Because it's completely different now. All I know. It's just yeah. what? I, I uh so last night we're watching music videos. We'll talk about this in a future episode. Like we've been learning Spanish this year, so we watch. We have the bootleg cable, so we watch like MTV Spain and like mm-hmm. MTV Argentina because we want like we want to see the current music. But they show Taylor Swift and they were showing a Harry Styles video, and I'm reading up on Harry Styles and I'm like, oh, you know what? I've decided I like this guy. And then I'm reading, I'm like, oh, apparently the world decided this eight years ago. <laughs> like I'm just now <laughs> being like, who is this kid? What's his deal? Right. He's got a great future. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm a little behind on current pop culture when it comes to most things. You know? So on those uh, on the Hispanic yeah. TV channel, is it? It's just like what five years ago, ten years ago? What? The, no, no, the, no. So the like now, like like no, no, no. So what? It is okay. So one, they play, and there's a weird difference. Like Issa and I have talked about this a lot on wrestling, and when we should be talking about wrestling. So if you watch like MTV uh, from Mexico or. Um, from puerto rico or some of the more caribbean south america yeah it's like trap and reggaeton it's like mike towers cavado shakira carol g you know it's a lot of that but then if you go to spain and argentina it's spanish Mm -hmm. rock music and it's like bands that are just local that are from there but because there's a government edict that says 50 percent of the content you show has to be local from the region you see like it's it's music that's current but it sounds like the 1990s like there's a lot of guitar bands and a lot of stuff we really like but when taylor swift has a big hit or harry styles has a big hit or miley cyrus flowers they show those videos also so you'll see like this band that if you go on Twitter has maybe a thousand followers, like they're really small. They have their video on MTV Spain and it'll be right next to Harry Styles and Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus. Like it's really a trip. Um, and it's been cool to like learn about these different cultures and just kind of like what's going on there, especially in entertainment. But so that's what I've been doing lately instead of watching network TV or current cable. Like this is how we kill the time watching like illegal cable. <laughs> from different countries mm, and like flipping gotcha. the channels, you know, and then watching movies dubbed in Spanish. Like, yeah, what? I'm telling you, watching Orphan dubbed in Spanish is an experience. So can I just say the most important thing you said that entire statement yeah. was my agreements, my agreements about Molly Cyrus's song Flowers is awesome. It is. And That's they've been playing it for like a joking. year. Like they never <laughs> stop playing that. Like, and it will never get old to me, ever. And in Midnight um, Sky, Miley Cyrus has got some good ones. She does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I was weirdly excited because I'm like, ooh, Taylor, Taylor Swift's coming out with a re-recording of 1989. Like, that's the album I know. Like, hmm. 
But speaking of which, Raj, how much did you pay for those Taylor Swift tickets? Uh, <laughs> how much? Yo, you didn't see? He posted it was, on no. Twitter. The receipt. Was, he posted it, a receipt. So someone asked me, like, uh, how much we paid. And uh, it was a lot. I replied. Whole family? Four tickets. Got it. And uh, people, and it was one of those things that was at the end of the night when I kind of posted it. And then I woke up the next day and it <laughs> kind of blown That's, up. This, this is not going to have a good outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was uh, under under five grand each ticket. <laughs> what? <laughs> each ticket five grand? Yeah, a little under. <laughs> La, remember back when I said, "Hey, no, be a good idea. I should join that tough enough show so I can be a pro wrestler, maybe get rich one day." I had it all backwards. <laughs> I should have been stinging off wrestling news, <laughs> and I could have been a millionaire like this, Raj Gary. <laughs> It's Taylor Swift a, tickets. Five G's a ticket. You're supposed to react, Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> I we okay. So we're going to see Paulina Rubio. She, like she was in this group, Timberici, that was like a kids and teen group in Mexico. Pull, yeah. She's the reason we started learning Spanish. I love Timberici and I love her. She's like the Mexican like Madonna, right? Like she and like it, I want. I wanted to meet her. They have meet and greets at this concert. And I was like, oh, I want to meet her and explain how, like, she's the reason we started learning Spanish. I want to be able to talk to her in Spanish. And I looked at it, and meet and greet tickets were 500 bucks a piece. And I was like, no, that's too expensive. We're not doing it. Mm, that might have, for your story alone, although that's not sound like a jerk. You could have been like the 20, like the 50th I know. person to say the same exact thing. I know. That big of a deal. I know. But that's, the, and I didn't, that's why I didn't do it, though. And I was like, oh, let's get the $100 uh, tickets that are good, but not great, because we mm -hmm. want to be able to afford to see other shows. We signed up for this local thing, mm -hmm. House Seats. So they'll just be like, hey, you want to go see Carrot Top tonight for free? Like, we pay, I think, $100 a year. We can get up to four tickets for a show. And they give us, like, a couple days notice or the night of. They're like, I would go to that. Yeah, I, saw, I think it's hilarious. We saw Patty LaBelle for free. Uh, like, we've gotten to see a wow. lot of fun shows. They were like, you want to go see the bell. Spice Girls? Spice Girls Tribute Act. Okay, I'd go. Yeah, we. it was great. It was phenomenal. And for free, we we, we had to pay $20 for valet parking because it's Vegas. But uh, That's still very good. Yeah, like that's what I like. I like doing the fun, random things. I can't. I don't think there's anyone I would pay $5,000 to go see. You know what, Raj? I would pay maybe, I would pay somebody, I would find a band and be like, hey, I'm going to pay you $1,000 where you play in my living room. Maybe I would do that. It would be like the so episode of King of Queens where they get Eddie money to like do songs in his living room. Like that's what I would get, pay for. We could probably get Survivor to do it. Yeah, you can't Survivor yeah, you for know. what you paid for Taylor Swift tickets. But this was a once in a lifetime thing. My kids are older, getting older now. This was the only time we'd probably go to a concert with them because now uh, the next time Taylor Swift comes around, they're going to go with their friends. And yeah, it's just one of those things. The tickets were just insane. I, I, I when I went to the Super Bowl, they didn't cost this much. So. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. What was the experience? Was it you got to go backstage? Did you get to meet her? What happened? No, no, <laughs> nope. Just in the crowd. <laughs> well, that yeah. means there's doubt. I don't even know. Millions of other people paying the same damn price. Yeah. No, that was these were the normal prices. The there there was a whole thing that happened with StubHub where they didn't deliver the tickets we originally bought the Friday of the show, mm. and so we had to buy like look for tickets, and we found tickets for Saturday. Um, and so never use StubHub. They suck. Yeah. Uh, and, where, were, uh, where were your seats? They were, they were good. They're in the first section. So, um, 
how many songs yeah. in how many songs in before you were thinking like okay let's wrap this up i got other stuff to do i'm ready to oh, go no. home I had my fair share, of, fair share of beers to make sure, you know, we were, we were staying till the end. And then so. I'm sorry. When it's your kid that likes the stuff, like, dude, you really think I'd be, you know, bring it, you know, high-fiving, you know, I keep saying Princess Sophia, Sophia the first, or, or when we, when we take Jackson for his first time, you know, down to Disney World or whatever, um, or watching it as much as we do and knowing the theme song or Moana. Yeah. I know every, me and Lewis know every word to that entire movie. I think every parent does. Um, yeah. But like now, God no. But when your kid's watching it and lighting up, right. that's your high you get out of it. Absolutely. Man. It, 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 it's it, hard to explain. When StubHub screwed us up on the tickets and then I saw my girls coming down, they were Ooh. dressed up. They had their tailored gear gear on oh. their all the glitter and oh god you know, i don't want to hear this oh, it was i was like okay because at first i was like it'd be cheaper to go to the uk mm. oh yeah <laughs> like go, go to the show there because those shows <laughs> yes. weren't sold out so you could get tickets i would at, do that that prices. would be a better start. but you know i don't want to brag or anything but i spent uh 50 to meet shaggy two dope from the insane clown posse a few weeks oh. ago there you go you paid for that they paid it I was great pay pay you it was That's phenomenal <laughs> No, we're the same age, and I lived in Michigan for a bit growing up. So when I went yeah. back there, I was just like, oh, yeah, I lived in Michigan, too. And we started talking about Michigan TV, introduced me to his wife. Like, I got a good, solid, like, 15-minute experience with Mr. Two Dope. Did, did you not ask him anything about his wrestling experience? I did. I did, because I was like, you guys have wrestled for WCW, WWF, ECW. ECW, yeah. I think you did something in Impact. Like, you got to do AEW to, to like, I'm punch the card, you I'm know? I'm surprised they haven't brought them um, yeah. I mean, he, hell, they brought Rodman you know, in the yeah, other night. he did give me a heads up that Violent J did that angle in NWA recently. He was like, "Oh yeah, Jay's doing something in NWA." Like cool. he told me about right. that. But uh, yeah, they got to do AEW, right? I mean, it's just there's very few wrestlers that could say they worked for every promotion. Um, he did Raj, say they're not taking bumps anymore, though. Mm. Raj, old. was that the facial expression for that doesn't count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't mute my screen when I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like those random, like, but that was just fun. I think, so the stage I'm at in life right now, I mean, well, okay, so I met Jojo Siwa at a gas station outside Vegas, like, uh, three months ago. I guess she's big with the kids, Matt. I had no clue who she was. I was yeah. in a gas Ooh, station. Say it again? Jojo Siwa. She's on that new Gordon Ramsay reality show or that new Navy oh. SEAL reality she's show. Huge. She's huge. So I'm in, I'm in Baker, California, home to the world's largest thermometer. Uh, I'm going to gas station because I'm charging my car and I go in and it was like a meet and greet, Matt. This girl was being swarmed by people. Hey, can I get a photo? Hey, can I get this? Hey, can I get off? Hey, I'm calling my sister. Talk to her. And she turns the corner to get like some beef jerky. And I'm like, don't worry. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and she was like, she fist bumped me and then just like went about her day. And then I had to ask somebody who was that? Like, oh, that was Jojo Siwa. And every everybody in my life knows who she is, but I had no uh, clue. I felt like such an old man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we went to the Nuggets finals. We, we saw the, the last game when, when they won. And we went to a steakhouse afterwards. And afterwards, I was standing outside and was talking to a couple, you know, really tall guys and think anything of it and they're like oh those guys from the Tigers. you know after i was like oh shoot i mean they're they're rookies they're they're not uh getting the game time in yet but i was like ah that's interesting that's yeah cool. that's a better story sometimes that's cool you got to go see them because it they shoot have they ever won did they win I think no they won that was the first ADA? okay it was the first yeah it was history 
So yeah, that, that dude, was, that was gigantic. What's I'm, I'm I'm brain farting and it's horribly embarrassing me right now because he's like MVP. Jokic. Uh, oh, should be Jokic. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he yeah. is so funny. His nonchalantness. Yeah, to not giving a you know what about anything. Oh, we have a parade. Ugh. Yeah, he's like RBD <laughs> back in the day. It's like Orange yes. Cassidy. <laughs> yes, Dude, that's a better comparison, actually. Yes, <laughs> Glenn, should we start? Should we get some of these? Uh, yeah, comments? what do we got? Uh, well, good deal. Let's see. Oh man, we got a lot. A lot of people uh, commenting on your uh, ticket purchase, Rush. <laughs> Andrew, the boys are back in town. Thank you. Veggie likes the uh, the entrance theme. Yes. Rob Dwyer's the reunion we all needed. Stellar Justin Lopez just saying Joker. Uh, we should do an episode about that because you know what? I didn't see. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it with Robert De Niro and uh, Jerry Lewis, the king of comedy from the 80s we watched that in joker back to back and that was an amazing double feature i would love to do a I, podcast about that yeah i think post? he was talking about Jokic. Jokic. Uh, still <laughs> thinking about the movie <laughs> joker still. yeah um and uh still just Lopez also saying that shock no one has leaked the punk footage to tmz yet good point hopefully somebody does so we can see what actually really transpired here. yeah there's so many stories it's like just how watch it got video. set up yeah it'd be easier it's all everything and yeah. macho man no we are unshackled we are not affiliated with anyone we said this up independently um i'm, I'm still doing wrestling inc on tuesdays mm -hmm. and fridays alfred kanawa just left so it's isa and i and i don't know who going forward but you guys um, were still doing that with alfred i like alfred yeah, yeah and it's been great with isa and matt it's funny isa called Issa into our show on with stereo you? yeah it's dude talk about a weird story isa called into our show on stereo we we're like oh we like this uh, woman she's she's entertaining we should have her as a guest on wrestling inc and so. like she's she's one of my best friends now her and i are doing the yellow jackets podcast together and uh oh i love that yeah dude you need to let me be on that because i know that show way better than dude you. next season okay okay there we go we love yeah that it's that's been a, right. a lot of fun so uh aaron burrow saying this literally makes my day uh have Ross you guys Brown. been watching heels no no but i see it's on all yes. the time is yes. it it's not done yet right it's still going no it's still i think it's still semi-new it's only like three what, four episodes in maybe five yeah it's five episodes okay. yeah so we we'll should, we should do the season at, at the end uh, some punk 82 saying Raj with the perfect beard. Raj, is that just like edging or is there some just for men going on there? Like, no, how did you get at uh, that? A, that a little bit of A and a little bit of B. <laughs> <laughs> it looks on point, though. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Every time you put the just for men on, do you feel like you're doing Hollywood Hogan, you know, like uh, well, well, you, Hogan? You, you saw no, me a couple of weeks a, ago. <laughs> that's not obnoxious. So, no. <laughs> yeah, no, if I did the if I did the the white in <laughs> the middle, so the white Fu Manchu. That'd be like awesome. He painted through his hair onto his like skin. Again, <laughs> his hair that he was trying to kayfabe from being blonde or whatever, you would still be on top of it. It was really weird. I mean, he yeah. was distraught after that incident in Wembley with the death stench and then writing, you know, that album that night. <laughs> that was what is he doing? Dude, he what should send CM somebody Punk, to stop him. He should send somebody CM Punk like a bouquet of roses for distracting from that. Somebody yeah. needs to stop him, like be working with him just to stop him and be like, dude. No, you've done plenty. You're the reason wrestling became successful. You're a pop culture icon. Yeah. Just stop there. Yeah. I called out Hogan on one of his things uh, a couple weeks ago, and so many people were like, oh, no, he's just he just remembered wrong and things like that. It's like, <laughs> if you've listened to Hogan for any length of time, you know that uh, his shit's all over the place. It yeah. kills me. 
like those man, his posters were over all of our rooms, I'm sure. But especially like that was my guy, him and Michael Jordan. He got I me hate, into wrestling. I same here. I hate seeing it, but somebody that's somebody's job that should be like his manager or somebody should be in there. Yeah. Have to be it can't be like some fan of his that's his manager. It has to be I'm a legitimate just... manager to say you're killing your own brand here. Stop making yeah. it. Stop. You did not cure cancer, dude. So if you say that again, you're done. <laughs> Especially when <laughs> his real there. life career is so fascinating. You know, of course it is. Yeah. Uh Steve Mercagili saying we should do a Cobra Kai episode. I think we'll definitely do Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Uh Absolutely. probably probably in the first couple episodes. I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird that uh so WWE had payback last night. And I do have to say, John Cena, you know, with the SAG after strike and not being able to, to work as an actor, like he was having a good time. I think Cena was actually, I mean, there were good matches last night, but just seeing Cena back just goofing around in WWE was really fun. It was. He's so stupid. I, am, I didn't even know that's why he's back. I thought it was good old John being good old John Cena at one help the WWE work. again. He can't uh, act. And it's not like a Rock situation where Rock has a billion other things that, you know, he's got XFL starting back up the next season. Uh, uh, coming right. up in February, so you know he's just tied up it was all good. over the place. But but Cena, you know he he's he, he did good. He, I like the tease with uh, um God, uh, not Eli Drake. I can't call him that anymore. La Knight. Um, that was cool. He's awesome. La Knight's just the man. Yep. We we that first that first episode when he showed up on NXT, we were saying that's your guy right there. Nice yep. crushing it right now um definitely having a moment it's interesting to see uh, how creative is handling the response to him but i keep saying this look you'll know wwe is on board when they license randy newman's i love la for him to enter to then you'll know he's getting the proper push <laughs> that will always be associated with major league to me or not major league uh, what's major league yeah what was a movie that yeah naked gun sorry oh, oh. yes <laughs> when they're at the baseball it's, game. it's enrico palazzo <laughs> so that was just, that's a great so that, was, good. that was stupid comedy we would just call it back slapstick comedy back yeah. then but it was so, so funny do they we, even do those anymore like uh as far as movies funny. go yeah no slapstick i mean you still see like the kind of raunchy comedy we were watching that movie joyride the other night the new one uh with mm. the girls that go to china like that was funny but that was really like hangover style raunchy um but no i think oh, comedy now i feel like comedy has kind of gone away for the most part i mean everything is like action movies superhero movies like there's a little bit of burnout you know and even those are those are starting to and horror movies like yeah. there's so many scary movies coming out now how can you possibly keep up with all of them <laughs> you know yeah i haven't seen any and and the weird thing is because we try and decide what to watch and i get recommendations i go on reddit i look and everything that's not a superhero movie a horror movie everything is like oh it was so gritty it was so dramatic and heavy and twisted and messed up it's like sometimes i just want to escape and have a good time man like i don't need to get all up in my emotions every time i watch a film or watch something where oh it's a good story but the violence is really brutal it's like this is i just want to have a good time bro like you know you've seen top gun maverick right yeah we yes. watched that oh that was one at the end where my wife's like are you crying and i'm like shut up like, I'm just... <laughs> we should do we should do that yeah. too the, uh, that and you know the original top gun and maverick the, the original top one. gun is not a good movie 
No, I did it's not terrible. like it as a kid. I understand it was that. You know what? That that is a kid. When we talk about this, Top Gun was the first moment where I had that hipster thing where something was popular, and I was like, "Y'all are dumb. This movie's overrated." Like, really? That that was the first time that I felt like I was above something as a child. I had to go back like like years later when I was older, yeah. and some came on like some random cable station or something like that. And I watched it, and I remember thinking that. But I was a full-grown adult, and as a kid, that went right over my head. I showed up for day camp that summer um, when I was 10 years old, and I watched a kid and his mom recreate the I feel the need, the need for speed thing with the hand, with a high five. And I said, Mom, I'm not going to camp. These kids are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I, like, went home. That's a meme. That's a yeah. <laughs> I was just like these these people are beneath me. Um, yeah, that was my first moment. But Maverick, Maverick was good, and I like. I admit, like I like when Holly. I, I mean, I like the nostalgia stuff that we're seeing. Indiana, the latest Indiana Jones was good. Like it's it's just kind of fun to have that reconnection with things in a new way. You know, like the Creed movies. Yeah. Cobra Kai, oh, I love the Creed movies. Yeah, those yeah. are. Yeah, three was good, not as good as the first two, but solid. But all of it was good. All of it didn't like make me yeah. angry. I thought if I watched, like, I put off watching the first one for a long time, and then when really? it finally, because I didn't. In my opinion, there's no better movie series than Rocky. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody to try to recreate it, you know how it is when you're older. You're an mm-hmm. old head. You're like, oh, I can't compare to the original. <laughs> yeah. And you feel like you're desecrating the original in a way, which sounds stupid in retrospect now because after watching it. It was done such respect to the, the classic Rocky series before it, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. And we'll have to do that, an episode on that, too. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Well, um, guys, it's a little over an hour. I know we said we're not going to just you know run these into the ground. Are there any other questions or any other topics we want to get to before we wrap the first episode of Gigantic Pop? Uh, I- no, I mean, is there anything else we want to talk about? Any questions the audience has? I'm putting it out there. One thing I want to ask people, and I know this is important. I know people like doing the super chats, and I know people like getting their 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 uh, questions mm-hmm. in and whatnot. There, we're gonna definitely try and get to all of it. But if you know, if people could just do us a huge favor, be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube, leave a rating, review of our podcast, or leave a like. Like this is brand new. This is a new channel. Yes. It's funny because on Wrestling Inc. Raj, we cracked a hundred thousand. Did you get the the Wrestling Inc. plaque? Did they send that to you? Or they cracked it? It was last year. If we cracked a hundred thousand, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. got the plaque. Yeah. See. No, they got the plaque. <laughs> you had to sell them the plaque with the site. No, like we cracked plaque? like right after I sold it. Oh, it's terrible. It's like a, a week or two after. So this is you're a welcome. big deal. Wrestling Inc., you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a Rocky Five vibe here. We're starting out. We're going back to the pet shop. You know, we're, yes. we're, we're starting this out. We got like 200 subscribers. We're rebuilding from the ground up. Yeah. But, but completely, we, we need to cue the macho man when he was trying to overhype <laughs> raw. I want to first started uncooked, unscripted. You know uncooked. That? Yeah. <laughs> uncooked and uncensored. Yes. Yeah. Uncensored. Yeah. So we appreciate everyone's support. We do. And so like Glenn said, please subscribe. Please share these as much as you guys can on social media. And uh, again, this is something that you all technically guys all asked for. You want us to be able to speak about a little bit of everything. So many of you spoke to us, whether it's on direct message mainly, I noticed over the years of sharing some of these personal stories that we would bring up. Like we laughed about the time how I just ran uh, like, like Matt, you just, you got shot, you got shot playing basketball. How do you not bring that up? Remember that reaction Glenn and Raj gave me? Okay, fine. Well, Little weird things like that, right? Like if you all don't say it or things like that, I don't think anybody wants to hear about this personal stuff. 
um, but you all do for all three of us um, and how we all grew up and what we're doing now with our families and sharing that bond and that connection. So I have missed it without, I'm being dead serious for the last two and a half years without you guys. Um, yeah. yeah. You and, two here and our, and our, and all of our uh, um, watchers that always watched and sent in questions. And yeah. it's weird. Um, I mean, like for me, and I think it's even, you know, in the recent years become more powerful. It's like, I don't have a lot of friendships as I get older. You know, it's like there's not a lot of people I keep in touch yeah. with. It's like hanging out with you guys and talking to you guys. I mean, I, I value, you know, my friendships with my other podcast co-hosts, but it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, you know, we get so busy in work. We get so busy in the minutia of life. It's just nice to have this regular connection and even our community. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of you that that I know by name yes. that we talk about stuff. Um, you know, you share our your lives with us. Um, it's just really powerful. So it's like I'm, I'm very excited to to reopen this, reestablish this and do this independently. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And uh, kind of what you guys were saying, thank you, everyone tuning in. Um, it really does help us out a lot if you do like and subscribe with the YouTube algorithm. And you're brand new, so it, it definitely helps us out a lot. And we're looking forward to bringing these weekly. And like we said, next week, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into the Goonies, discuss it, our memories oh my of God. it. And, and after you know, school in the 80s, riding bikes, disappearing for hours with parents, yeah. not really asking questions, building forts, finding pornography in the woods, what it was like to be a child. In the seeing, seeing WWF guys in the music video. Oh, you my know? God. Absolutely like how amazing. Rock I, can't talk, I cannot wait. That is so crazy, though. Back in the 80s. Why were they always in the woods? Why any of your friends? You go to your friend's house. It was always in the woods. Why? <laughs> I never understood that. Just, yeah. And there were woods everywhere. Yeah. Yes. And so you, <laughs> yeah. And so you guys, too, if you guys have time, rewatch the Goonies and join us next week. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> St. Mahanti has an interesting question about WWE. It's, you know, with WWE and Endeavor, like what's going to happen with creative Triple H was running the show before it was sold. Vince is back in creative. Vince was out with back surgery. I mean, Raj, you might have more per, like official perspective on this, but you know, WWE stock took a dip the other day after Saudi Arabia made the investment in another fighting league. Also Endeavor was hit. Like this is the weirdest time with the most uncertainty in WWE ever, is it not? Well, I mean, I think on paper right now, everything's supposed to stay the same creatively. Now they're going to cut a bunch of jobs where there's redundancy with the UFC staff and the WWE staff. But um, as far as creative goes, it's Triple H is still going to be on chart, you know, in charge. He's not on the the new board, but he's still in the same role in the company. So, on in, in that respect, it should should all stay the same. It, uh, you know, again on paper. But as we've seen, every time there's a, a merger or acquisition big changes come come along so you know we'll we'll see where it goes but on paper it's supposed to stay the same and i i wouldn't see why you'd want to mess with it they're they're the most successful they've been now than in a yes. long time so you, you don't want that, to mess with that formula you want to mess with that sweet mustache he has raj <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty over huh why did he do that like like carlos danger like what's what's his uh it's midlife crisis was when he had an angle with Stone Cold. That was a very good midlife crisis that made them a lot of money. He's having a midlife crisis now at age eighty, whatever. It's very weird. Yeah. I mean, it that, could be worse. It, it creeped me know. out. Yeah, he he could be Shane McMahon. You know, I mean, look like Gomez Adams. <laughs> Um, and I know a lot of people, uh, next all finds is talking about this. We haven't talked about, but it's, you know, still, I, I've been thinking about this every day, like the passing of Bray Wyatt, 
Wyndham Rotunda. I mean, mm. still very fresh. But next stop finds what's no Matt. Did you ever have any encounters? I think you guys probably barely missed no. each other. Yeah, we missed each other between my time there and his time yeah. there. But uh, as everybody says, like everybody loved him. Yeah, he was a most... big, big soul, big-hearted type of person. From what everybody always told me. And just one of the most creative minds. I think about the the follow-through wasn't always what the the promise could have been but i think that if you look back at some of the biggest pops we've had together i mean his new gimmicks mm -hmm. his new angles like it definitely <clears throat> captured the curiosity of the wrestling universe and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do so i mean he's just he's going to be missed and i know he left behind you know family and a lot of people that love him and care about him and uh yeah it's just such a tragic passing yeah. um and so like unprecedented for that to happen with a current performer so i know a lot of people are still processing yep. that and we are as well um but yeah we thank everyone for for tuning in veggie gamer mentioning uh there was porn in random bushes in the uk in the 90s i'll tell you in the 80s finding porn in the bush would have meant something much different in the u.s um <laughs> <laughs> not gonna top that one uh so you can find matt at bp matt morgan raj is at the raj giri i'm at glenn rubenstein thank you so much for everybody joining us for the first episode of gigantic pop you can find us at gigantic pop on twitter on the youtubes wherever you get your podcasts and uh, next week talking about the goonies and being a kid in the 80s thanks everyone for tuning in we'll get you back next time on gigantic pop save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get three pound rolls of juicy 80 percent lean ground beef for 349 a pound with a digital coupon then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor super drink or arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details